You're listening to The Bombad Generals. General? Oh. Hello and welcome to The Bombad Generals. It's Seth. I'm here with Matt. We, How you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm doing pretty decently. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. Yeah, we, we the uh, JJS, Jar Jar Sphinx, has... Uh, officially 3-0'd round robin for yes, Invader have. League Upper Division. <laughs> uh, this is our year, I think. Definitely. Yes. I, I'm so happy no. that last game, that last round, I was not the weak link. I pulled off the win. Mm. <laughs> where I, I think did you not were only the-, the weak link in one one round or something. No, I was. I, I lost two. I lost two of them. So it was yeah. my first time playing Maul. So <laughs> we're in. We're, you've been flexing a bit. You played three factions in three rounds. I have. I, believe, I have. Right. So, so yep. Can't Empire. Complain. Yes, I have. Empire Shadow yeah. Collective and Gar. So I guess how how's that experience been for you? I think for me, <laughs> when I started playing, you know, when I started Legion, I was all Rebels because there were only two factions at the time, partly. Um, but. Definitely expanding, playing different factions, playing different lists. I found even if I didn't stick with them, playing them gives me a deeper insight into how to nest, how to beat them. Because you think, oh man, this is so good, and then you play it, and you're like, oh no, maybe it was just good against what I was playing. Mm. But when I play it, I have struggles because of X, Y, and then next time I face it, I'll make sure to make those struggles become apparent. Uh. I don't. I don't know if I got any insights. I don't know if one mm. game could like help That's like fair. get a lot of insights on that. Uh, I know one of the lists I played double darks. Um, shame on me. Uh, Man, and they're legal. They're legal. They're, they are legal. And that's when you won. <laughs> so see, it makes that is losers when I into won. winners. It was. It was a very close win. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't as uh, dominating as, as I thought it was going to be. So mm-hmm. um, Asajj pulled out some some cool tricks that I was like, oh, OK, like she's actually decent into darks. <laughs> so, I've been I've been impressed with Asajj so far. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. She almost um, won. Sh- yeah, she's a she's a dark side user who doesn't really need force choke. Like her with burst of speed is really good. Yeah. Um, I think if we start seeing less force users around that's actually good for her uh, because in a force user on force user fight she's just pretty flimsy even though she does have makashi um so i i mean i think her stocks are are going up Mm -hmm. yeah but to be fair to you you also almost beat a double dark list so i did you're not you're not just benefiting from the op just like how i should have beat kyle dornabas world Mm -hmm. (laughs) i should have beat this i uh i was playing the game as if i thought the emperor palpatine had force push but he didn't so i just need to know my opponent what upgrades my opponent has yeah (laughs) and it happens it does it does but it shouldn't happen because i'm a professional (laughs) professional you make money we make good money no i know doing, doing <laughs> yes yeah. yes this is our I've livelihood at stake and <laughs> why btl oh gosh i haven't made any money yeah. yet which i'm fine with it's okay yeah exactly um well let's get into today's episode mm-hmm. um we got a cool another 101 episode where we talk about melee kind of all the intricate stuff about melee the rules some strategies around that um and that's just what we're going to chat about today uh, Matt, why don't you start us off? What is melee? How does it happen? Tell me, yeah, tell us about it. For sure. So obviously, melee—the very basis of it—is when you are base to base with an enemy unit. 
Um, so that can be troopers basing troopers. And when that happens, we call that, you know, they are engaged. Um, and sometimes you can have troopers basing vehicles. Um, or you could even technically have vehicles basing vehicles if you really wanted. The very basic mechanics of how to start a melee, how to get in, you have to start it with your own unit leader or the enemy unit leader. A unit leader in a squad has to move into base contact with any miniature in another squad. So it could be unit leader to some dude cohered out to the side. Um, assuming, of course, that your squad has a melee weapon. So if you are speeder bikes and you don't have a melee weapon, you cannot start a melee. Uh, but most units in the game have a melee weapon. Um, so it's, it's pretty common. So you go, you move into base contact with an enemy, uh, and then you snap together. So you put it so that all your guys are touching or as many as possible. In a sense, part of this has changed with the CRB, which we'll get into more when we talk about um, kind of some of the finer points of melee. But for now, you move guys, they all touch, and then you start punching each other. So when you're in melee, all you can do Attack-wise, you cannot make ranged attacks uh, out of melee. People cannot make ranged attacks into melee. Unless there's certain keywords like, you know, area effects, like the yellow area weapons. So basically mines, bombs, that kind of stuff can go into melee. And versatile guns can shoot out of melee. Hmm. And then if you want to get out of melee, the main ways are withdrawing. Um, and disengaging or force pushing people away. So those are kind of the really big basics. I guess another, uh, as far as, you know, frequently asked questions is that people, you know, sometimes we talked about how you snap miniatures together. So maybe let's, we can start diving here because maybe this is one yeah, of the more yeah. tricky parts. Snapping. Um, <laughs> snapping. Yeah, let's talk about snapping. Boom. Uh, <laughs> but first... So, let's say I am uh, a six-man hike squad. I don't know. Seth has Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker moves in and engages. You know, he I touches have one. Luke. Oh dear, yeah. So I'm sitting here. I'm laughing. I'm feeling great about life. But Commander Luke eventually gets into my lines, and I think, ah, no big deal. It's Commander Luke. But anyways, he touches uh, one of the pikes uh, base to base. So I have five other pikes that I have to s surround off, um, Commander Luke in melee. Under the old rules, I would have had to fit as many as I could around Luke, which would be all six in ideal circumstances. Um, nowadays, you don't have to place them optimally, but if there is space large enough for a base to fit, where you are touching Luke and obviously not overlapping uh, any other units, then you have to put a, uh, a a trooper there. So if there's a spot, someone's got to go there, but you don't have to create more spots. You don't have to maximize it. So again, if Luke is in the open, um, then the minimum you would have to put around him is four in completely open, open circumstances, because three, there's always going to be a spot. So then I could put four around him. I could put the other two anywhere I want as long as they're in cohesion. Then, if he kills some guys and creates space, maybe he kills three guys and I take away three guys who are in base contact with Luke, 
Now there are spots to put miniatures. Those guys snap in. So they move from their current position and go base to base with Luke. Did I miss yes. anything with the basics of snapping? Uh, I just have a few questions just for clarification. Oh, okay. yeah. um, now let's say if... Okay, so let's say Luke kills Luke kills Pikes. Boom! Mm-hmm. I then have to resnap. Now let's say if like uh, it's I, during I have to resnap. I've got to resnap. You have to resnap. Now, yeah. for instance, let's say if it's my activation and I punch you. Let's say I'm attacking Obi Wan, and mm-hmm. I punch you, and um, he spends a dodge. He deflects three wounds back or something, or a few wounds back, and it creates space. Do I have to resnap on my activation as well? Oh man. You're asking the tough questions that I have to look in the CRB for uh, <laughs> defeating miniatures in melee. Do you have the the answer to this nice and handy? I, no. <laughs> oh, there we go. We asked an interesting question. So this, this is, is a good example of we don't necessarily know all the rules top of our head because I was actually just looking at this one, uh, the, the melee rules recently because... Uh, they're written kind of weird, and I might be making some forum posts about this. There are some weird edge cases that are kind of unclear in the new rules. But, um, space may be created for attacking. Starting, It says starting with the attacking player, they must place any friendly miniatures, and then... Oh, sorry, each player. Yeah, so each player. So, you would still technically start with the attacking unit, um, which is the pikes, and you place your own minis is what I am reading. So that's the answer to that question. So, so that was so, a good brain teaser. So that is a you, yes, right? You kill my pikes. They are still, it is because it is my pikes snapping in, I get to control where they go. Which okay. seems like a small benefit, but trust us people, like sometimes it can be uh, important. Yes, yes. Uh, another question. Can I yeah. engage more than one mini? Can I like base more than one mini in the unit? Good question. Yeah, this one comes up a lot. So initially, no. If you are moving Luke in one move, you cannot base two enemies at once, two different units um, at once. So you cannot base a Pike squad and a Black Sun squad if I've got both. But if you engage the Pike squad, I could bring the Black Suns in later to join that melee, or you could force push them in. Um, move them into Luke. So those are both perfectly uh, legal, but you cannot melee two things at once. Which now can, can yeah, go ahead. Can I melee like two of the pikes at the same time? Like two if the they're pikes. in the same squad, like squad spike minis, or do I have to only like melee into snap into like one? That mini? one, right? So good question. So for that one, you have to move into um, just one single miniature uh, because the rules do say in moving into melee page 26 that you move into an enemy miniature rather than multiple enemy miniatures so that's how that would work all right uh, so again that will have a little bit of uh, an interesting effect on on how miniatures get placed so obviously one of the big things that might impact um why you would care about the placement of these miniatures around Commander Luke is if you wanted to leave or block space for other units to enter the melee. So if I am controlling the melee, uh, the cohesion and the snapping, I might want to leave a spot for a unit leader to show up, assuming, again, if there is a spot and I have extra guys, 
I have to fill them with the pikes first. But if there's not enough pikes, let's say I only have, you know, Luke chops and I only have three left, I can leave a spot to let the Black Sun move in and punch Luke versus maybe Seth, if he is controlling it, because let's say he force pushes a, a, a squad into Luke, he gets to control the snapping and he could make sure that no squad can enter the melee so that Luke can't get punched. I'd say that's the big tactical thing when it comes to snapping in and, and creating space is whether you want to have more melee or you don't want to have more melee. Seth might actually want more melee in a sense if he's trying to pull force push in an activated unit, right? So that kind of brings us into um, the the next section, which is like, I'll, I'll, Seth, I'll let you take this one. How how do you use melee as a as a means, especially for Jedi, but for other units as well, to hide or stay safe? Absolutely. So, um, other than force choke and uh, Din's Amban rifle, <clears throat> other units cannot attack you while you're in melee. So it's neither kind of, of like those are attacks. Neither <laughs> of those are attacks. Anyway. Okay. Deal wounds. Deal wounds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so for instance, like uh, as a Jedi, if I dive, for instance, if you activate a unit and then I dive into that unit uh, and it's already activated, <clears throat> it's already went. I can then tie them up in melee. Um, and take a standby or do something to then like, or even like slice if I want. Um, we'll talk yeah, about standbys here in a little bit. They can't. They can't get away. They can't get away. Um, to then, so that other enemy units cannot attack me, um, which is a great defense mechanism that a lot of melee units use. Um, there's some like when we t go into standbys. Sometimes, depending on how the game state, it sometimes is better to take a standby mm -hmm. because you don't want to be you don't want to slice all the dudes uh, out and then like. Um, have a space open for another unit to come in and do melee onto you especially mm -hmm. like with the deflect changes you'll have to be more careful with that because you can't search to block uh if you have one of those force users uh, but mm -hmm. if you take a standby and again all depending on game state with range two and everything you'll have to really strategize and playing out the ranges um then you can like if someone does an act 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 an action within range two then you can slice then, um, or if you have disengage, you can move out and dis and engage someone else. <laughs> I think I feel charge. like we're getting we'll way, get, that's we're, a little too going. much. A little too no, much. So, but <laughs> you are diving with your Jedi. You, if you dive an unactivated unit of pikes, right? I yeah. can just go activate them, withdraw. Luke's flapping in the breeze in the open. It's true. He's yes. going to get shot to bits. If you you can dive an unactivated unit of pikes, chop them up and then force push a unit of Black Sun that have activated, or you just dive the activated Black Sun, they've activated, they cannot withdraw, Luke is safe for that round. It's of true. course, something to consider is maybe I have Maul, and then I just walk up and force push Luke. So in the Jedi on Jedi battles, it's going to be a KG one. Um, so I'd say that's the advantage of diving an activated unit. But yes, if they have not activated... Um, and sometimes if they have activated, standbys do become very useful yeah. because you can't get shot. Um, there's very few ways that you could get a, a suppression in melee. Um, we There is technically one that you left out, though, which is uh, sidetrack. Uh, Overrun can attack into melee. So if you want a fun, spicy list, 
that I used to, I ran at one of the latter uh, elims was Anakin, <laughs> a bunch of uh, a bunch of Wookies, and a bunch of uh, Bombardier Nasp. So you just pile drive your enemy's army, lock everything up in melee, and then just fly over top of them, dropping bombs with precision grenades. Um, but for the most part, there's very few ways to get suppression uh, in melee, especially if you're a character who's immune to mind trick. Yeah. So yeah, as you were now, now, now we can talk more clearly. I think about the standbys <laughs> okay. now that yeah. we've kind of got the the other part out of the way. Yes. So, yeah. Break it down for us uh, again. I guess as far as like the when you when you would want to use a standby, what the uh, the perks of using a standby in melee are versus yeah. just hey, I want to go. I want to chop people up right now. Yeah. So usually, if if your opponent hasn't activated, using a standby is pretty helpful um, because that either forces them if they withdraw, then you can move back into that melee, um, or if they attack you, then you have a way to attack them back if you'd like. Mm -hmm. um, so you can still get your slicing. You may have to take a hit, um, but it forces them to like their first action has to be an attack, um, not like because if they take an aim or a dodge, boom, you can then slice then yeah. as well. Um, so that's helpful yeah. on that. Yeah, one of the important things when it comes to withdraws, you know, as we said, that's kind of the main everyone has access to it uh, method of leaving a melee. Uh, I should say an engagement, because again, yeah. that's trooper on trooper. Vehicles, if you're if you're a trooper on vehicle, you are not engaged. You can just walk on out. True. And you can get shot, be shot, shoot people. Doesn't matter. Um, you and the vehicle, the vehicle cannot shoot you because you are in melee. Sidebar. Um, what were we just talking about otherwise, though? Standby. <laughs> Before that. Standbys. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Withdraw, specifically, we were talking about. And it takes a unit's entire activation to withdraw. So, mm -hmm. for one, that means if they have a standby, even though you can do a move on a standby, um, you can't move and when you are engaged, uh, you can only withdraw. You can't just move freely. And uh, so you cannot withdraw off of a standby. You cannot be guidanced a withdraw with Yoda or like pull the strings on Palp. It takes your Correct. whole activation, which is why Seth is saying either if you are a Jedi and your that unit has um, is activating, either they withdraw and then you can move back into them and then you're safe or they take an action, which is maybe attack, maybe aim, maybe dodge. Once they've taken one action, you know they're not withdrawing. So you can chop them into pieces. Yeah. Um, and so that's why if you want to punch a force user, probably first action you want to do is the attack and then take a dodge a or, dodge or, or whatever. Um, um, would, I would like to also like to throw yeah. it in. Uh, also, command cards like No Time for Sorrows or Aggressive Negotiations cannot get you out of melee because yeah. they're not during your activation. Yeah, and they just say you perform anything that says, hey, perform a move is overridden by... Um, you're locked into melee. Yes, by melee saying, hey, engaged. if you're engaged, you cannot move. Correct. Um, and when you withdraw as well, while we're talking about withdraw, you do not get to use free actions unless you're a creature trooper. So if I have um, a unit of snow troopers who withdraws, they do not get to 
shoot their guns with steady. Correct. But if I have a Tauntaun who withdraws, they get to pivot with reposition and they get to shoot their guns or technically they could withdraw into another melee and, and punch somebody, but they can perform an attack with relentless. Uh, so that's another important thing to think about with um, withdraws. Why would you want to activate a Jedi um, before someone activates? Maybe to get force powers back, maybe to get a dodge. There's different reasons, but again, if I'm sitting there with if with uh, Maul and Seth takes a standby on Luke, I can probably walk up, force push him into the open, and or if or even worse, if Maul and Luke are engaged and you take a standby, I can just force push you. You will lose that standby because you've performed a move. Correct. Right. It's so, it's really I we nine times out of ten I would highly recommend not taking a standby if your opponent has a force user a as force well. User. What you guys might be gathering is that everything becomes a lot trickier for a force user when there's another force user around who can force push. Uh, because yes. then it's it's a big game of chicken of like who's going to go last. And that's where activation yeah. advantage really comes into play. It's true. Um, and again, too, melee is one of the main circumstances where pierce being optional is important. Mm -hmm. Because let's say you're the Black Sun... Uh, aim and they're about to attack Luke and then Luke swings his lightsaber and maybe they block there's four of them they block one out of four you can pierce that if you want to but then there's no more black sun and to protect you and Luke's in the open exactly yeah so you might want to say I am not going to pierce it to leave one so that Luke is safe yeah it's a big thing pierce is optional Pierce is optional. At range, you're almost always going to use it. In oh, melee, yeah. most of the time you're going to use it. Pretty much that one specific circumstance where you're trying to leave somebody alive to protect you in melee is when, when at least for me, I'm choosing to not use Pierce. Yes. I think for the main basics, that's most of it. That's a lot of the stuff. And now we can kind of get, I guess, transition into funky uh, plays. But first, disengage is what we should talk about. Because oh, yeah. um, I catch, it happens even to me sometimes, even though it's my own pet peeve. A lot of people say disengage when they mean withdraw. And they're two mm -hmm. very different things in the game. They are. Because withdraw means you do a speed one move and you don't get any free actions unless you're a creature trooper. Disengage means... If you are only engaged with one unit, you can move freely. That's what Operative Luke has. That's what uh, some characters can get on command cards. Yoda's one pip. Yeah, baby. Um, I think that's so it. So if Luke... No, I'm sorry. A Duel of the Fates also has it. Duel of the Fates has it. Grievous has it on his one pip. There's more um, than... Yes. There's a few, exactly. There's I was few. about to start naming them, and then I was like, I probably can't remember them all. I, w and I, I wouldn't have remembered uh, Yoda, even though it's very Dallas good. Dallas gets it, too. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. I and I think, uh, um, what's it? The two point, the two pip for the super attack. Yes, the two pip for the super attack. There's a Gives lot of it. ways you can get disengaged. Yeah. The only character who natively has it is Operative Luke. Oh. Um, so as long as you are engaged with only one unit, you can just move freely. And that's really nice for him. It is. And as long as it's one unit. Exactly. And. That, so it kind of means it takes almost three units to tie Luke down. Because yes. if it's two units, he could force push one. 
and then move out of the other. So that's that's why he's powerful. He's very tough to tie down and he can kind of do his own thing. And that's a good example of why force push is really good. It has a lot of tricks in the objective game, but if you're a melee centric character, it allows you to dictate the engagement a lot more versus I have attacked this unit. I have to keep attacking this unit until they are dead and then move on to someone else. Because if you're a melee unit and you're in melee, the game is not long enough for you to be withdrawing and try to then go after someone else most of the time, right? So that's why we see melee characters like General Grievous or Din Djarin struggle because they don't have a way to dictate the engagement. Once they're stuck in, they're stuck. And that kind of takes us to the using melee offensively, right? If I mm. if, if if I didn't have force push or I just have a unit of Wookiees or whatever, uh, you know, Seth could sacrifice a single mini and just move it into melee and say, hey, you can't shoot. You have to spend your activation punching this guy in the face. And he's going to yep. die anyways. I don't really care about him. <laughs> or I've, I've thrown full rebel trooper squads, 40 point units, just said, hey, eat this. Don't don't come after the the, the units I really care about, right? Yeah. So melee yep. is a tactic you can use offensively or defensively, however you look at it, to dictate your opponent's moves. Um, yeah. And that's less viable with uh, with force push. While dictating opponent's move, you could also use it for objective play. So, mm-hmm. for instance, you're trying to you have a, a hostage running away, and like you have a bounty hunter or something coming up, like attacking. Um, most bounty hunters aren't the greatest in melee, so like jumping in melee with them that ties them up, like mm-hmm. um, which helps you a ton, um, especially if you multi wounds. I remember a game playing. Um, my uh, opponent had some black suns coming in, and they were about to just demolish me, um, and. So so what I did is I just took, I think I had like a phase two with like two models in it. I just meleeed it. I was like, okay, you mm-hmm. can't attack. You can't attack me. You have to, well, you can, but you have to attack this unit. You have to attack those two models versus two what models. you actually want to attack. So it protected my heavies and my important army so they could, uh, the important part of the army so that they could do something else um, more towards the game. So it's, it, it, and it ties up one of the strongest units. Um, mm-hmm. It's that's there's some there's some things that you could do um, in the game to help with that, especially those that roll a lot of mm-hmm. dice and that are really up close to you. Um, normally, they're just decent in melee. Um, yeah. And usually, yeah. you know, we're, you're talking about um, bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. I think it's not a coincidence that some of the best bounty hunters that we look at have ways to get out of melee. Boba has whipcord so yes. that he can get out of melee. Um, Cad has gauntlets so that he can, and he has Here I Am, which can and do some uh, funky, funky tricks. Um, it's tough IG-80. to do that while in melee because, like, it has to be like within range one, but outside of range one of no, you know, well, here, if I was playing Cad, what I would do is turn one, put Here I Am in my back line, it's true, move up. If someone engages me at the end of a turn or something, you could if you want to, um teleport back at the start of the next turn just some things to think about or you could you could end that turn punching and immobilizing a jedi and then just teleport big far away but some things to think about um but they usually have ways to get out of melee which other characters like you know bosk din Din, they 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 don't they're kind of stuck yeah um 
So that's a thing. But also, yeah, objectives is a great way. This isn't exactly objectives, but you can think of melee as well as a way to slow people down, gum, mm -hmm. gum people up. Because now instead of double moving, at best you're withdrawing, which is a and one speed, speed one, one move. Yep. So you might not get close enough. A great example for a couple reasons is R2-D2 with secret mission. Um, if someone's trying to run R2 down the flank, you don't necessarily need to shoot him. You might be able to uh, just move a unit in of naked rebel troopers and just gum him up, keep engaging him in melee, make it hard for him to cross the battlefield. Because, again, you don't get free actions when you withdraw. So if turn six, he needs to withdraw to get into scoring, he doesn't have the free action to do secret mission. Um, and again, that's actually a card that we forgot about. Disengage his, his on R2's one, pit, one yeah. pit, which is Blast why off. that's an important card for him uh, because yes. it kind of prevents him getting gummed up. Yeah, but, speaking of like R2, it's also helpful because mm -hmm. um, like if he has a suppression, you then have to attack another unit. If you're in melee, with him, he's the only unit you can attack. So mm -hmm. that's also a thing to get around his inc uh, inconspicuous, yeah. I believe is a keyword. Um, same with uh, is, Hans, uh, I think it's his two pip. Um, uh, reckless, uh, reckless diversion. Yeah. Diversion. Um, if you want to attack the unit, just melee them. And then, um, then those, those, uh, other tricks can't, don't come into play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can bypass a lot of defense. Obviously, melee also bypasses cover uh, for just you know some very basics. Um, guardian, you can't. They can't guardian a melee. Yep. Force yep. barrier, you can't force barrier melee. Mm-hmm. So just some tricks you can get around. Yeah, stuff like stormtroopers. They punch harder in melee. They do. Um, yeah, we're kind of all over the place, which is fine. I, that's this is like I'd say how my brain works. I won't speak for Seth. I but, think uh, I think uh, a, <laughs> I think most people can agree that melee is kind of all over the place. It's not. Yes, that's true. It's chaotic. It, we're it is. It that is a well. little bit. It is a little bit chaotic. If you have like a strictly melee uh, list, there's a lot of intricate rules that come into play. For instance, like multi-unit scrums. When you have like. Like I've had like three to four units all in like one little melee and it just gets so mm -hmm. confusing. Uh, I don't even know all the rules when it comes to yes. that many. Yep. You'll pull out the CRV and start start looking through where it's start, like this that's, guy's that's, engaged yeah. with these guys, but these guys are only engaged with these guys. Yeah. It gets yeah. crazy. That's when I pull over a judge time. and be like, hey, help me out here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but sometimes the biggest scrums, here's how we transition back to objectives. All they right. happen on something like KP or intercept where yes. end of the game everyone's rushing for the middle or even you know payload back when people actually ran that competitively <laughs> um, because if I put a unit on the center KP Seth could move up and engage my unit and now they're pretty darn safe even if it's just like two dudes who I could have easily shot off and so they don't score now they're relatively safe in melee um, and it's also actually sneaky enough, very relevant in KP, or it can be, because one rule that um, we have not mentioned yet, miniatures in melee, if there's in engagement, so trooper on trooper, cannot be displaced. That's true. So if you've got a center KP and you're worried that... Um, the opponent's AAT is just going to walk over and displace everybody at the very last active activation of the game, 
and you're just going to lose, well, if you can create a melee on the KP, the AAT can't do that anymore. So if you're yeah. the AAT player who is relying on that to win, you don't want to have units actually close to the KP that can get meleeed and, and create that Move situation. Move into it early. Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or or just back off with your own with your own units and say, "Oh, whatever. The tank's going to go last." Yep. It's um yeah, it's a great place to hide both you know, for your force users or for units trying to score objectives and uh, it can mess up plans and keep you from getting shot off of objectives. Body blocking. We haven't really talked about body blocking, but that also comes up um, in objectives. It's, I mean, I guess you don't have to use melee to body block, but if someone's trying to body block, remember with snapping in melee, you can pull people around a little mm -hmm. bit, even if you're not the one controlling the snapping, um, because you can make it so that certain units have to move around because they aren't in engaged, opening up new space on an objective. Um, so that's something to consider as well. It's maybe this would have been a good episode to do with some visuals because there's a lot of uh, of weird stuff, but. Bear with us, I guess. Uh, just things to keep in mind when you're when you're playing uh, KP uh, or Interceptor Payload, any of those ones. And again, yes. it comes in on everything because breakthrough, even bombing run, if you're doing it with troopers, those are examples of when you might be engaging to slow people down. Yep. Yep. Now let's let's talk about some intricate keywords that work mm -hmm. that work and don't work in melee. So, for instance, like uh, shields. Yeah. Like, um, do shields work in melee? That one I do know the answer to, uh, and that is no. Shields do not work in melee. They're only for ranged attacks. Mm -hmm. um, a new, I can't remember if I mentioned this in the at the start, but new players often ask, can I aim and dodge in melee? Yes, 100%. Yep. You can use precise in melee. That's fine. It still works. Um, obviously, you've got some melee-only keywords, mm -hmm. like uh, duelist, which is... Um, only for melee you've got units that are immune to pierce only in melee like magna guards or imperial royal guards um i'm probably thinking we've already touched on you know versatile all of that um but perhaps you have like a some. danger sense that works in melee danger sense does i remember does. that because uh i'm a lover of pathfinders just visually i think it's a cool looking unit and i love they one they're cool uh I wish they were better in Legion. Still, they they keep not getting love, unfortunately. Well, they all died, so... Yeah, they, they are on theme. <laughs> they just kind of hang around and die, that's for sure. Um, but they changed that, thankfully, right when Tons were coming out. Did it mean yeah. that they could actually stand up to Tons even then? No. No. But that's kind of when the meta went crazy with aggro melee, is when... Uh, <laughs> Tauntauns came out back in yes. Oh boy, summer of 2019. So if you are just reading the reminder text, it will be wrong on Danger yeah. Sense. A good reminder to not look at the reminder text. Look at the new rules. <laughs> We're reminding um, you to not read the reminders. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and one thing that has happened uh, and people have been caught out by in games I played against them: hostages cannot start a melee. Correct. That is. A blanket the entire game um, sometimes people get confused of what applies to round one and what applies to the whole game 
Hostages for the whole game cannot start a melee if you have a claimed hostage. So if I am going after a hostage with my Jedi, I cannot force push them into my Jedi because the, the unit leader has to start the melee. They cannot start the melee. It's not Luke. It's not my Jedi starting the melee in that instance. It's the unit that is moving in. Mm-hmm. So don't double move your force user expecting to force push the hostage and be safe because you won't be safe. Uh, mm. They will not be able to be force pushed into you. Um, you can still force push them. You just can't. Put, you can still force push them, but not into melee. So you yep. might just get shot up and die. Uh, yes. I would say that is a big watch out, especially because hostage is like one of the few objectives that actually gets taken now as we kind of winnow the field. Uh, that might become more and more relevant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So be aware of what can and can't start melee. That's, as I say, almost every unit in the game can start a melee, thankfully. Yes. Uh, and there's one more thing I would like to talk about, and that is suppression in melee. Mm-hmm. In that uh, melee attacks do not add suppression. Um, because ranged attacks only add suppression unless there's some uh, melee keyword melee weapons with the keyword suppressive mm-hmm. like uh, I believe it is um, the murderizer for, for the dark troopers oh, yeah. yep Jin's um, uh, uh, what, what I believe it's mm-hmm. called is uh, that is suppressive so and we talked about standbys if Jin is in, in melee with you not that you're taking Jin. <laughs> no, exactly. Again, much like Pathfinders. Yeah. Unlike Pathfinders, she actually can survive a game of Legion. That's true. That's uh, true. Which is good uh, and not thematic. But uh, if she punches you, you will lose that standby. And mm-hmm. that might be okay with you. That might be really bad. So keep that in mind. Um I really, I mean, I feel like that's a lot. There's one other thing I wanted to mention when we talked about melee. Again, kind of jumping all over the place. We talked about dictating engagements and why force push is powerful. You don't really see like a lot of triple Wookiee lists anymore or triple Tawn, any of that stuff um, as much. Yeah, a little bit here and there. But I think it's an interesting discussion why those lists might have more success than... Uh, even though they're melee lists without force push rather than a force user without force push. And uh, my thoughts on that, it's very different to have just a whole bunch of 100 point Wookiees who they don't really care necessarily what they're punching. They're just going to keep punching, punching like this. So it's it's a critical mass that they're just going to all come and rip your arms off versus if you have one 200 point unit, you need to make sure that one 200 point unit gets to do exactly what they want to do to influence the game. Yep. Um, if you're a player, you know, a lot of new players and I get it. Force push is a complicated upgrade. And if you're just like, man, I, I'm not taking force push cause I don't really see the value in it. Uh, I, I don't want to gatekeep, but I would say, uh, just take it and you will learn as, as you go. There will be situations like it's, it's a critical learning experience uh, to learn in Legion is using force push, even if you're not going to be a Jedi player, just to, to see what it does against you, but especially if you are playing the Jedis. Yep. For sure. Yeah. 
well that's uh that's that's i think that's all we got for melee 101 even though we probably went a little bit 201 but that's okay i was gonna say the exact same comment and you beat me to it yeah there's definitely a little bit of 201 in there it's one of the melee is just not a simple thing that's not that's the trick as you say it's chaos it's wild it's crazy uh but that's good it's a part of the game where you just there there's all these sorts of situations that unfortunately you might learn about them when someone pulls the trick on you and you're like oh all right i guess that is how some how these rules would interact um and it's just a thing that i think more than a lot of other parts of the game you just learn through experience all the little nooks and crannies of how melee and especially engagement um can impact a game and can and can be useful beyond just i want to go punch you yeah yes you yeah if you i feel like if you learn a lot of the master like you don't even have to master it if you become like an advanced player for like melee and just learn all the intricate rules you can pull off some pretty cool objective plays um in the game that i Mm -hmm. think would would surprise your opponents yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and then yeah, you'll, you'll feel really cool and uh, they'll curse your name. <laughs> you may become the new bad boy of Legion. Who knows? Oh, no. Don't take the title away from me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All righty. I will give you I will let you keep the title of bad boy of Legion if you play Yoda arcs at LSO. What if I played Anakin Wookiee's triple NAS bombardiers at LSO? I- I would you would still have that title then. Nice. Okay. Please. Okay. <laughs> uh, good luck traveling with those though. That is the problem with, with the fluttercraft. They are very difficult to travel with. Yes. Um, almost I guess this is kind of tangentially related to, to melee. It's probably good that everything we have with Overrun currently is kind of underpowered. It's good. Because it would be very problematic. We talked about how melee ignores a lot of stuff. Overrun ignores a lot of stuff as well in weird ways. And maybe it would be fine, but I think if those units were actually like really, really good and effective, um, it would be problematic. So I think it's good that the butt gunner got decreased and not the grenade guy, the bombardier. I initially thought it was the bombardier and I was excited, um, <laughs> but unfortunately not. Yeah. We could probably... No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, Overrun is also such a complicated keyword. We could probably do a whole episode on Overrun. Overrun but I think everyone, 101. Oh, everyone would lose their minds trying to... Yeah, just listening to that. It did win be, a tournament what, last year. I believe it ran... Uh, uh, right. Like the Fury Road, uh, the Evan yeah. Boulders list? It got second. At okay, I'm something. sorry. Second, it, it was, it but was, it was second to Kyle, which is almost like winning. Yeah, it was a Nova Open. Like, yeah, it was Nova. That's pretty good. That's it's pretty, pretty good. good so. yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Hopefully, we'll see some more, uh, more Wookie Nasp whenever the promised uh, Kashyyyk uh, Battle Force comes out. Has that been promised? Well, when they were first initially talking about Battle Forces, mm-hmm. a lot of, I. Th- uh, from the first initial thing was supposed to come with the Kashyyyk wave. Um, okay. Okay. Didn't happen. We'll see. We can always hope. We can always hope. But we're we way off the rails hope. now. 
Yeah. So, thank you, everyone, for putting up with this. Hey, let's just... Gungan Battle Force, let's go. Go. (laughs) That's not... If we have a a Gungan Battle Force, then that would allow us to stay Gungan. This has been the Bombad Generals. Listening to Bombad Generals is not scientifically proven to make you a better Legion player. Side effects may include bad dice rolls, misfigures, aim losses, bankruptcy, divorce, vomiting, and sudden death. Ask your doctor if Bombad Generals is right for you.